What's up, bandheads? Well, it's here. March is season. We're in the middle of August. My first Battle of the Bands that I'll be going to is going to be next weekend in Houston, the National Battle of the Bands. I'm ready to hear some good band action. It is time, and I'm, I'm excited about it. So this week's interview is with a guy who is really interesting. Honestly, I had never met him before doing this interview, but he is one of the authors in the book, the HBCU band book, and his name is Larry Allen. Now, Larry Allen, he's known as LA or UCLA. He is an accomplished choreographer, a musician, a dancer, a producer, he was the guy that was in charge of the drumline for Beyonce's Homecoming. He has performed with Sierra and Missy Elliott and Cardi B, and he's been in Marvel productions. He was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, you know, it was really interesting to hear how his journey from Prairie View A&M got him on the big stage. Real cool guy, and yeah, I really enjoyed learning about him. So here is my interview with Larry Allen. All right, so I am here with Mr. Larry Allen, who I'm excited to meet because I had not met him before this, so I'm very glad to have him on this podcast. And so Larry is a producer, a, a singer, a songwriter, a choreographer, who has been involved in lots of things, including Beyonce's Homecoming, which I'm really excited about. But he, he marched for Prairie View A&M, and you know, it's great to hear of more HBCU band alumni doing great things. Larry, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. You know, staying busy, you know, working, you know, staying positive, trying to put positive energy out into the world. Good. Yes, it's really nice to meet you. So we are going to get right into it and we're just going to have a chat about your HBCU band experience. So let's start okay. off about talking about your hometown. Where, where are you from originally? I'm a native of Houston, Texas, um, the southeast side, a section called South Park, born and raised. All right. And did you grow up in a musical family? No, I actually grew up in an athletic family. Which is which is well, not weird, but it, it's crazy because myself and one of my younger cousins were the only musicians in the family. Everybody okay. else played, you know, football, baseball, basketball. So kind of one okay. of those lightnings in the bottle type situations. Okay. So when did you first like get introduced to music, or maybe even like your first band that you've seen? The first band that I've seen. Well, I noticed it early on, like four, five. Um, my mom always tell a story. We uh we were in the mall in Houston, in Baybrook Mall, and I heard my dad was shopping for me, and I ended up kind of wandering off and kind of hiding from them. And lo and behold, um, I ended up in a music store, a piano store that was in the mall. So they, they shut the mall down, was looking for me, and had the security and the police and everything. They thinking somebody may have kidnapped me. What? I was in a music store, I was playing on the piano, and instead of a, a small crowd that came around, she, she knew right then that music was going to be my everything, my all. So I've been in music since the age of three, all different kind of programs and everything. But I, my first band was Jackson State that I, I, I witnessed from my own eyes. My dad took me to one of the games, and I was like, whoa, dad, what is that? <laughs> yeah, that, okay, well, first of all, that mall story is crazy, but it, it's good at the same time. <laughs> you know, I couldn't imagine, like, parents lost a kid, and they shutting down the mall looking for security and whatnot, and you were in the piano <laughs> store just playing the piano. Yep. 
<laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, was your <laughs> did you did you ever take formal piano lessons? Like, what was your first instrument? No, I, my first instrument was the Suzuki violin. Oh, okay. I, I was uh, in first grade. Yeah. So that's when I officially joined like a, a, a large ensemble. Um, violin was my first instrument. Okay, so you know, I have done probably about thirty of these episodes, just you know, talking to to band heads and 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 getting their stories and whatnot. And okay. you are probably the first one that said that the violin was the first instrument they played, which I love. I, I mean, I love that it's it's, it's different. But yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, the, yeah the, the school I went to was a music academy for elementary. So, um, and their setup was all, you know, your first year, either you, um, you were in violin. What, you did everything, but they, they sentenced you off for, during semesters. So, just so happened my first semester was violin. And okay. then my next semester was choir. And then the next semester was art. So, they, they kind of introduced a lot of things to you to see kind of where you would stick. And I just happened to stick more on the, uh, the band side once I was able to get involved with that. Okay. Okay. So, what is your what What would you consider your main instrument if you have one? Um, that's that's tricky because I'm the type of person to where whatever's going on at the time or whatever I need to get done to benefit me, being it um, if I need to get a gig playing trumpet or get a gig playing this or that, that's my main instrument for that time. But mainly, I um, I would say brass and percussion. What did you play with you trumpet and, you? And, and snare? Heard you play snare drum. I came okay. in on snare drum. Oh, okay, okay. So let let's go back to let's say um, middle school. So is middle school when you decided to add percussion to your repertoire? No, because from the beginning, well, ever since I can get inside the the large ensemble with the band, I've been playing everything. Like my band director, she was so instrumental in just shaping my musical career because she said my mom, like he wants to play everything. She said he's so talented. I just let them do it. So I literally would be at concerts and at rehearsals playing different instruments and different songs, you know, during the band, my time there. So okay, so you I can love, pretty I much love music. You could pretty much play anything, right? So like any of the typical yep. HBCU band instruments. Yep. Okay. That is awesome. Exactly. You make it sound so simple. <laughs> so <laughs> I can say it's the love of music. I mean, God gave me a talent and you know, I just ran with it. Right, right. Well, I hear that. So high school, um, did you, were you in a high step in marching band or was it core style or tell me what that was like? Oh, we were definitely high steppers. Oh, man. I mean, high school, that's when, I mean, elementary school and middle school, it was more geared toward, um, as we call it, spring band. So you might have like your concert band, symphonic band, jazz band, you know, your ensembles. But um, high school is when you can be involved in marching bands. And like I say, the first band I seen as a kid was Jackson State. So, of course, when I got to high school, it was like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff that I was saying back when I was a little, little boy. So, you know, I, I was ready for the task. Like, it wasn't new to me, but it was a new experience for me. And what made you want to decide on Prairie View? If, if Jackson State, you grew up seeing Jackson State and things like that. What what brought you to Prairie View? Um, it was um, uh, a, a bigger calling. I went to the Labor Day Classic as a senior, uh, well, my senior year in high school. Uh, one of my band directors, she was a graduate from Prairie View, so um, kind of like our gift for making drum major was to go to the Labor Day Classic and kind of be around the band and see how normal band stuff go, you know, for the collegiate band. And 
I never the kid. I see the uh, the box coming down the fifty yard line for their drum feature, and I've never seen a college band their drum section do a whole feature in the middle of the halftime show, and that just blew me away. And I told my man, "Hey, mom, I'm going to Prairie View." Okay, so you you chose Prairie View because of the band. Now you you said you were drum major in high school. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? I mean, did you do it your junior year, your senior year? I was uh, alternate my junior year being that um we had two singers that were you know heck of musicians so they kind of wanted to train me up to prepare me for my senior year but i was officially drum major my senior year in high school and it was i mean you know almost like a little rock star you know because and and like the hbcu culture man you know that's a big deal you know mm-hmm. halftime is game time so of course when you're a drum major and the school i attended ross sterling we had a, it's a popular school with a, a really good band really good great, uh, great drum section so, I mean, I was a, a, a mini rock star, let me tell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you're, you're used to being like at the, the top of the totem pole, I guess you could say. And then when you get to Prairie View, you know, you got to start from, from the bottom, I guess. And so my question right, was, right. <laughs> my question was, when, when you got to Prairie View, what was that like? Like maybe your first band camp? Yeah, tell me about that. I also mentioned uh, this in the book as well, but um, you know, band camp was you know typical band camp. You know, you get all your all the freshmen that's coming in from different places. Especially where Prairie View, you know, we had a lot of Dallas and Houston people. So you know, you're meeting your freshmen, you know, brothers and sisters, and getting to know people. And um, we had orientation that Sunday before we started on that Monday. And um, Brenda Walker comes in. He's like, you know, hey, you know, my name is Professor Edwards, and you know, I'm glad you're here. And by the show of hands, who was all drum major? You know, of course, I raised my hand. But a show of hands, who's all section leader? You know, other people raised their hands. And so forth and so on. And then he says, well, that don't mean nothing here. He's trying to be in the Marshall Storm. <laughs> so right then, like, he, he built us up. Because like, we were all, you know, you know, leaders in the band from our, our respective band program in high school. And, uh, you know, he, he brought us, built us up. And shot us right back down and let us know, hey, this is my program. It's a new system. So everything you've learned, that's great. But now you're gonna learn what I'm gonna teach you. Mm-hmm. So give me a shocker. I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that the first day. That funny, you know, there are other people who I've talked to from different schools that kind of say something similar as well. So I think it's maybe just a transition to college thing where, you know, you come from your high school and you're kind of like the top dog and then you gotta start from, from scratch, I guess. So you so you work with Skip a lot, right? Was was he a percussion yes. instructor? Yes, well, he was actually he's in the same percussion section that I'm uh, that I'm in. But he's like a big brother to me, mentor. You know, he wasn't in school. He was done by the time I got there. But he was always around. And I mean, just like I say, big brother. Like I've learned so much from him, and and he's been you know supporting me through my whole journey since I got to Prairie and even now. Mm-hmm. So Skip, um, he is a, he's a good buddy of mine too. So just for the folks that aren't listening, um, Skip Wilson, he has. He's a alum of the box, which is Prairie View A and M's percussion. Skip Deezy. Yeah, Skip a D, Skip a D. That's that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you're a new. I guess you're not the box yet, but it's like that first year. Tell me about that that first year marching for the marching storm. It was it was everything that I, that I, I dreamt about. Just all all the things that I, I, I assumed would happen. You know, being in a, a college band, I mean, it happened. I mean, you know, we were 
seeing other bands. I was getting a chance to, to travel and kind of be out on my own, being that, you know, I was in college, you know, parents are not there. Um, just working with other bandsmen and, you know, just being a part of something and helping to build something so special. Like, it was a hell of a ride. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have no regrets on, on any of my time at, at Prairie View because it shaped me to be who I am today. So, you know, I, I, I owe a lot to Prairie View and to the Marching Storm and the box because, you know, being in the swag is it's, it's, it's different. When you get to your swag hours, I, I definitely got my swag hours. <laughs> okay, so let's, yeah, talk about that. Let me, look, elaborate on that a little bit. I think I know what you mean, but I, say it for the people. What, us, what you know, get your swag hours. You know, it's, it's, it's a different beast when, when you're going up against, you know, SU, the jukebox, and, and, and Gremlin, and, you know, these other bands. And, you know, I've done my due diligence in passing out some, some L's to a lot of these schools. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that, that's, what, that's your swag hours, you know. That's, that's your, in the trenches, you're, you're battling and you're, you're playing and trying to be the best and have the best halftime show, you know, the, the best cadences, the best dance moves. So, you know, I've I, I passed out a few L's in my day, you know. I've taken a few as well, but, you know, I definitely have uh, passed out my fair share. Okay. Well, let's talk about some, some memorable uh, battles that you might have faced. Like, are there any bands that you face that you're like, yeah, I'm never going to forget this experience? Yeah, uh, it was Southern. I think we were in Shreveport. And uh, that's how I was here drum major around that time. Um, um, they uh Prairie was never known to be a stand band when I was during my era. You know, of course, great field shows, high energy. And we played in the stands, but we, we wasn't considered that stand band. But that particular year, I mean, Pop was kind of let us have the keys, and we kind of was, you know, taking it to anybody we've seen. So that battle was special to me because Southern wasn't expecting us to play as much as we did. And when I tell you we turned the radio on, we turned the radio on. Mm-hmm. And they did an awesome job as well. But, I mean, you know, we did our thing, too. And, of course, we're going to ride with the home team. So I'm always feel like we got to do that that year. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you, you probably get up for any band you face. But are there any particular rivalries that just really, like, hit different? Um, I would say due to, you know, the, the region. I would say uh, Texas Southern, the Labor mm-hmm. Day Classic. That's a big rivalry. And because, you know, I'm from Houston, and a lot of people, you know, go to TSU from Houston, so I know a lot of the band members as well. So you see some of your old college, I mean, your old high school rivals. And, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's all fun now. But um, probably Texas Southern. And with Prairie View, you have Prof Edwards, who I've heard, you know, you just talked about him, and then I, I know him about him through Skip. And so tell the people about Prof Edwards' personality for the folks who may not know about him. What was he like? Probably was, um, and you know the term general teddy bear. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but it's the opposite. He's, he's like a like a, a a beast lion teddy bear. Like he's he's a he was a smaller guy, not not too tall. You know, not not a big guy, but I mean his his bark and bravado was so large, but he can back it up though. But at the same time, you know. He was generous as a teddy bear. Like, he actually paid my last semester of school for me to graduate. What? And, and that's just, you know, yeah, that's him. Like, he's done a lot of things for a lot of us like that. But, um, you know, it was coming time for me to graduate, and money was an issue. And he said, you know, I'm not going to let money stop you from, from reaching your goals and your dreams. So he walked over to uh, the financial hall with me, had a, a nice long talk with me, and 
took out his checkbook, wrote the amount, gave it to him, and the rest was history. That's amazing. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. Shout out to the late Prof. Edwards. Shout out. Rest in heaven. Yes, yes, yes. So you said earlier you were head drum major. So talk about your drum major trials. Like, were you nervous or was it kind of like a throwback to when you were in high school? How did you feel? And and why did you decide to be drum major in, in, in college? Well, that, that was one of my goals, you know, for college was to be a, a collegiate drum major. So I, I already had that in my, my game plan in my mind before I even got to Prairie View. But I would say the only time I was nervous was my uh, my neo year? Um, I'm a drum major after my freshman year. So, oh, really? And how right? How how Pop Edwards did it? He would unveil uh, this new drum major during the middle of the year, which was our biggest game was Gremlin in Dallas, the Cotton Bowl. So, and that was typically like maybe like the the, the fourth or fifth game of the year. So, um, just kind of transitioning from still being on my on my drum in the section. For three games, you know, I had the Labor, uh, Labor Day Classic, Texas Southern. You know, I think we played Southern, and we played, um, like, a home game in another school, like McNeese. But then we had drum major trials. So, you know, I've been geared to have this, this drum mentality. Now, I literally have to switch that mindset within the same year to becoming a leader of this entire band. And what comes with that is, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a neo, I'm young. There's still old heads in the band that, you know, this young guy, he drummer tonight, so he's telling me what to do. So I have mm-hmm. to navigate and, and, and learn a lot of skills on how to manage, you know, people that may have had, you know, more more sweat hours or more stripes than me. So I was nervous about that, but performance-wise, no brand. I, I, I'm, I like to do that. So I was never, uh, you know, nervous about doing my job. It was just about getting the band to, to follow behind me being that I was so young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so you were, what was your major? Did you major in music or music ed or something else? Yes, I majored in music, uh, performance. I got a master's in sociology. Okay. Well, how about, the, was the master's from Prairie View or was it from another school? From Prairie View. I, okay. I kept okay. it home, you know, all HBCU. <laughs> well, what made you want to go into sociology? I'm curious. That was my minor in undergrad. Mm. And, um my particular advisor, you know, they always geared us to have um, a minor in sociology or psychology, kind of in that same kind of field. So I knew the professors, and, you know, I, I knew the, the coursework, so, you know, I, I found a, a liking to it. So I decided to, I wanted to kind of be general and not have a, you know, when you get music degrees, it kind of puts you in a box, per se, mm-hmm. where you can, you know, either you're going to teach or you're going to perform, but there's not really a lot of options with that. So, I didn't want to kind of, you know, glass ceiling. So by me doing it in sociology, it kind of made it vague to where I can kind of work anywhere if I decided I want to do something different outside of music. Right, right. Okay, so you're trying to get versatility. I just, you know, when I talk to people, I'm just um, fascinated. So you, you don't know this about me, but I'm a, I'm a career counselor. So I just like to hear, you know, the paths of people's careers and whatnot. So speaking of that... Um, let's get into after you graduated from, well, did you go straight through with your, with your master's or did you take a break in between that? I took a break in between, uh, you know, I was fresh off of, you know, still being in the band, drum major and trying to figure out my, my newfound life of being a, a real adult, as they say, when you graduate. Mm-hmm. And, um, I still was kind of in my band mode. I wasn't in the band anymore. I still was around helping, uh, kind of being like a, um, a graduate assistant. 
And it was like, you know what? Like, I need to figure my life out. I need to make a little more money. Let me let me jump into grad school and, and, and really make, you know, some grad assistant money so I can, you know, take care of myself and everything and, and figure this whole thing out with life. And that's what I did. And my dad was like, he, he was a, a great man. I mean, he he literally kicked me away from the band to put me on this track to where I am now. I mm. never forget we were in the Rose Bowl Parade. And uh, he was like, Chief, you got to stop coming around. And I'm like, what you mean by that? You know, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, he said, nothing against you personally. He said, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't want you to be a career bandsman. He said, you know, you Hollywood. That was his little nickname that he always had for me. He said, you Hollywood, man, and that's where you need to be. And I said, like, well, I want to be a band director like you. He was like, no, you don't. He said, that's, that's not your, your walk. That's not your journey. He said, I, you're a performer. I see you on stage with the big lights. He said, go do that. He said, so stop coming around. Wow. So he, he essentially fired me without firing me to, to kind of put me on track to, to, you know, reach my dreams. And that same summer, I ended up uh, auditioning for Drumline Live. And the rest is history again. I went to Atlanta and never looked back. And my oh wow! In that moment, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so of course you know you want to Don Roberts voice with with Drumline Live. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's cool too. So so you went to Drumline Live and and what was that audition like? It was actually easy. Um, at the time, Nicholas Tom- Dr. Nicholas Thomas was working at Prairie. He was the assistant band director. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of still kind of transitioning from I was done with grad school, kind of still helping out. Probably it was a pass by then. So you know, I was giving back because I wanted to transition to, to last song. So um, it was uh, Dr. McQueen, was the uh, director at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was still kind of helping out. And um, I met Dr. Thomas, and uh, he, he reached out to Don Roberts. was like, hey, man, I... Um, it's this guy here in Texas. He reminds me of, of, of Snail, which is a drummer from FAMU. He said, man, he had baby Snail, and I think he'd be great for the, for the, for the show, for the tour. So uh, Don hit me up on Facebook and went, hey, man, you come highly recommended. You know, I heard you can play a lot of instruments. Send me some of what you can do. So I, I sent him a video of me playing trumpet, you know, percussion, doing some drumming and stuff. And he called me back and said, hey, you got a job, man, if you want it. I left for, for Atlanta that July. And we left for uh, for Japan for a Japan drumline tour that following August. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask like, you about, like the um the different countries you've been to because of Drumline Live. You said Japan, and where else have you been? Uh, Japan, uh, Korea, South South Korea. Um, I mean, we've we've done so much Mexico. I mean, it's it's, it's almost a blur now because it's, it's like we we're always getting gigs to do a lot of stuff, and then even from that. That branches off to where people will want me to come, you know, do other things outside of, of you know, the, the company because, you know, we do really, really good work. And just like Prairie View, you know, um, freshman year, I came in on one thing and, and major, major, you know, first year at Drumline, I, I was a percussion trumpet player, a cast member. And then next year, I ended up being uh, the assistant percussion director and the actual producer, the original music producer for the show. So, you know, I always like to, you know, Add to what's going on and, and, and kind of, you know, almost like, you know, reach, reach different heights within the company. And to the same approach I did for, you know, high school, college, and with Drumline. Well, you know, it's like, you know, I'm just thinking about how you're answering these. And, like, you are definitely taking advantage of your opportunities. Like, you're getting these opportunities, and then you just kick it up a notch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, well, what am I doing it for? 
mm-hmm. it was never about the money or, or, or the fame because I, I feel like fame fades away, you know, and, and money, you can lose it all. But when you have a God-given talent, like, you never lose that. Right. And I like to showcase that. Like, you know, in, in college, they, they teach you about Beethoven and, and, you know, these different time periods in music. And it's like we have Beethovens from where I'm from. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm a Beethoven or a Mozart, you know, from Houston, Texas. I feel like there's Mozarts and Beethovens, you know, in, in Miami and Tallahassee, you know, and Jackson State. And I just want us to be talked about and, and be not praised, per se, like a better description, but, you know, uplifted because I, I feel like our culture, this is important as, you know, those people that we learn about in school. So do you consider yourself a bandhead? I mean, I, I will say after graduation and all that good stuff, you find a, a new respect for other bands. You know, while you're in it, you know, the rivalry is so thick with our culture. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nah, I don't like nobody while I'm in it. But of course, when you get older and you get out of it, you find different elements of different bands that you like. So, uh, of course, I'm a, I'm a big band head. You know, I, I love SU. I, I love watching, you know, SU videos with them playing in the stands. You know, I, I love watching, you know, Norfolk drum section, me like the funk squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I love watching, you know, um, Tennessee State. You know, I, I love watching Bethune Cookman dance routines and, and their drum majors. I love the J5 from Jackson State. Yeah. I them some of the smoothest drum majors. Like, hands down, like them guys there. When I say put on the show, they put on the show. Right. But, you know, I, I love I love I love HBCU. Period. You know, I think each band brings something that's needed to the table that we all do different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so from Drumline Live, is that where you got different opportunities to like? I know Don was instrumental in you know getting the band for like Beyonce's Homecoming, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Were you you were in that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah I, 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 I actually, I, I produced for that. Oh, you did. Okay. Look, tell yeah, me, yeah. teach so, me. <laughs> yeah, Don. He um, he Don has a, a a very keen eye for talent. And um, like I say, it was just so happened Nicholas Thomas introduced us and kind of you know linked us together. But Don seen something in me that similar to what my professor um Edwards did. So he was like, man, you know, L.A. And everyone called me L.A. So I mean, you know, L.A. You so you you you're a natural man, like you can perform. We said, but you you're, you're creative, mm-hmm. and literally, um, they wanted a a Star Spangled Banner, kind of like a hip version of it. And you know, they were they were coming up with ideas, and you know, at the time, um, I wasn't on board. So uh, they were they were you know throwing noodles on the wall, saying what would stick, and nothing would seem to stick. So he hit me up. He was like, hey, uh, L.A., I need you to make me a track. He said, uh, you know, the idea is. A hip star spring banner with marching band. He said, you know, we were trying to solidify this gig that we have with Marble. I said, all right. He said, well, how long could you have it? I said, give me about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. I'll cook up something real quick. Literally, I, I produced something, and they loved it, and they had their writers to start writing the music for the band to learn and play. And then they ended up recording it. And you have the second episode of, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I was really excited to see that. So you you're telling me that you did a version of the Star Spangled Banner in like thirty minutes? Yeah. See, yeah. you make it sound simple, but that's not that's not simple. <laughs> I mean, well, like I say, um, by me being you know one of the well, the only producer for the show of original music. I mean, I, I I love producing. You know, I love creating. So I knew he needed something that was you know sounded very you know patriotic, but at the same time you know us, like, you know, HBCU, you know, with that, with that sauce. Mm-hmm. So it was nothing to kind of, you know, put a, a nice bass line together, you know, a few little licks on trumpet, 
had the drums kicking in real good. So, you know, I was, I mean, of course, when you get a call saying, hey, you're doing something for Marvel, just the, the, the excitement alone, you know, kind of pushed me through, had an adrenaline to, to create it. So, absolutely. It was, I mean, it, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was hard, but, you know, when, when you're, when God on your side, you know, nothing's, you know, you can do anything, you know? You know, the, I was I was just thinking that I was like, yeah, you have a God-given gift because, <laughs> you know, that just that just sounds really daunting to me. What are some of the other things that you've like been involved in? I know you, you know, the the Marvel stuff and Beyonce's Homecoming. Um, Beyonce, I've worked with Sierra on a, a few gigs. I performed with her at the American Music Awards. Okay. Um, on Ellen with her. Um. Perform on HBO, uh, the, the show Euphoria with Jim oh, the finale. Uh, also, did some theme songs for Nickelodeon. I produced the um, the HBCU theme song for one of their uh, their shows. Working on new material for them, for, you know, for the fall. Um, was in the movie A Hip Hop Family Christmas. I also produced and wrote a song for that. Was also in it. You know, I just try to kind of put my hands into everything. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm transitioning now to getting involved with the creative aspect of it because you know that. The back end, that, that, that's where the, the longevity is. I know I'm going to get old and I can't perform, you know, for the rest of my life. So I always tell my directors that I, I wanted to be like Quincy Jones, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like the ultimate drum major. You know, he, he can, you know, he I mean, he produced for the, one of the greatest artists we've ever seen, Michael Jackson. Right. You know, and he's a trumpet player, you know. And mm-hmm. he comes from, you know, the, the whole, maybe not marching band culture, but he comes from our culture, that, that jazz culture, that band culture. Mm-hmm. So, he scored movies and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say that that's, that's my end game. Once I'm gonna, you know, hang up my my boots and my sticks, I, I, I'm gonna get into film scoring. Man, you know, you are like living the dream. I am very, very impressed. <laughs> I'm glad you you're getting to oh, do this. Appreciate it. Thank you. So we're we're gonna get into this book a little bit. Okay. Both of us are are authors for the HBCU experience. Um, the HBC band alumni edition. Yes, congrats to you too, and um, shout out to Dr. Ashley Little who who put us on, and um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. probably maybe by the time this is posted, the book is going to be very close to being out if it's not out already. But I am looking forward to just reading everybody's stories because everybody is so cool. So you know, with this book. I was involved with the first one as well. It's and and it's interesting process, the first and the second one. If you could, without spoiling everything, could you give us a little teaser of what you put in your chapter? Yes. I, I talk about an interesting story of um my, my actual drum major tryout. Like mm. the actual moment and, and everything that went into it and how all of the, the, the chess pieces were put in place you know, for everything to align just right for me to, you know, become drum major. It was very, it was very, very strategic. You know, I, I don't want to get too much away, but I explained my actions on preparing for that moment. Okay. It needs to be a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I will, I will gladly see your movie. I'll be, I'll be in the front row. That, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes and you can find it on amazon.com or you can get it on the HBCU Experience Movement website. And so I just want to know, you know, just to kind of kind of close things up, I'd like to know what kind of lessons you've taken 
from being a part of the marching storm. And, you know, I'd love to know what you, what you learned from it, or if you want to share anything else that is on your heart. Um, and I, I learned how to, to just be around, you know, people. And I learned how to, to I don't want to say manage, but of course, you know, when you're a drum major, you mm-hmm. have to, you know, lead people. But I, I learned, you know, just how to, how to be a team player, how to, how to be a follower, as well as be a leader how to take accountability, you know, um, how to, how to grow up and, and make the right decision. You know, I, it's, it's so much that you, that you learn in college in general, not even just with the band, but just, just being in school, you know, nobody waking you up to go to class. You know, no, nobody's telling you, Hey, don't, don't spend all of this on, on partying for the weekend. Cause you know, you got, you need, you know, lunch for the week. Mm-hmm. You know, you may need gas, you know, to, to make it, you know, across campus or whatever you may have going on. So, Definitely, you know, it, it taught me life lessons. It, it added to what my parents, you know, instilled in me. But it also shaped up, um, you know, the foundation of the person that I am. You know, a lot of habits that I had going in from high school, going into college, I had to, you know, let go because those things wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in, in order to, to do what you've never done, you know, what to go where you've never been, you have to do what you've never done. And, you know, being out on your own in college, I mean, that would definitely, you know, grow you up and, and teach you some things. It wasn't always, you know, peachy creamy, but at the same time, you know, it definitely shaped up my foundation and I, I have no regrets. Like, prayer be owed me nothing. Like, I enjoyed my time in, in college. I, I, I would advise anybody, you know, to just go try it out. It may not be for you, but you wouldn't know if you wouldn't experience it. Right. But it definitely changed my life, though. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so glad you represented on Prairie View A&M in this book. And man, when it comes out, it's going to be fire. So I really, really enjoyed talking with you and getting to know you a little better. And um, yeah, we got we, we to gotta catch up sometimes, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, you know, but you can also check me out. Uh, all my handles are UCLA, Y-O-U.C.L.A. That's Twitter, you know, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, have some singles out. You know, I'm working with a few artists. Uh, I also have some some records out. Same handle, UCLA, YU.C.LA, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, all that good stuff. Nice range of music, you know, uh, R&B, hip-hop, you know. I'm a musician, so I love creating, so, you know, why not put out music? I appreciate that plug. I'm going to put that in the descriptions of the, of the episode of the podcast. So, yeah, definitely get your credits. You have listened to the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Interviews and editing conducted by yours truly, Dr. Christy Walker. The music is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. And you can find this podcast on hbcubandexperience.podbean.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care.